tonight, if you will, uh, take your Bible and go to, let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Been a long time since I've been here, up here to do this. You missed you miss two weeks in a row. I think I did. I believe that's right. We had Kenny Moore, and then I was gone last week. I think that's, it's been a while. But it's good to be back. Good to be back. God is so good. Amen. Let's stand, if you will. I'm going to read from God's Word, uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Start there at verse 8. Very, very familiar <clears throat> scripture. It says, Be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Father, we just pray right now that you just bless, bless your word, and I uh, just pray for myself. Get rid of me. God, just fill me with your spirit and, and, and speak through me. Use me as an instrument just to speak truth uh, of your word. And to, Lord, we, we again cry out that, Lord, we, we, we look to you. We want you. We want you to touch and bless and to be honored here. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> I've been here in this particular scripture from, uh, well, from about, well, just this chapter for, I guess, maybe four, four weeks or so. I didn't really expect to be there that much, but that's just kind of where the, the Lord did it. But this, uh, as I kept working through it, just kind of things just kept speaking to me and stirring my heart. And just a quick look back, just a quick look back to review, uh, just, just real quick uh, about we began looking at humility and, and, and where, where the Bible said for to humble, to humble yourself and to submit to, submit, submit to one another and uh, this humility to be a part of uh, the Christian life. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, if, you're, if you're Christian, if you're following Christ, he's the one, he's your leader, he's the one you have your eyes on. You, he's the one that you're, you're, you, you, you want to imitate. Uh, then you get, you have to look at what he did, and 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 and, and, and just as a, as a pattern that you know this and and there's no way remember there's no way <clears throat> that you can you can do that apart from the grace of God and the power of His Holy Spirit within you to be able to do that and to be able to get rid of self and to truly and genuinely care about someone else, love your neighbor as yourself. Whatever you would do for yourself, you would gladly step right up and do that for your neighbor. If you had something that you really, really wanted, you'd prefer that your neighbor had it. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? That's, that's, that's hard to deal with. But we, we have to deal with our own self and, this, and that humility. And we talked about, you know, if we, if we were clothed in our own humility, would we be, be about half naked? That sort of thing. You remember that? I was talking about that. So anyway, talking about the to humbling ourselves is, is dealing with pride, dealing with our own selfish pride and desires. The second thing, the next thing that we looked at one, was about casting our cares, casting your cares on Him because He cares for you. Cares being and looking at them as as, as to throw them off, to get rid of the cares, to discard the cares. But basically, what you're dealing with, what that, what you're dealing with there was you were dealing with distractions. And we talked about the, uh, 
weapons of mass distraction that, you know, it's everything that goes on in our life and how we can just say, you know, we're, we're pulled and torn in all kinds of different directions, different things going on, we're, and not necessarily that any of it's really bad or whatever, but we, we, just, get, we just get so frazzled and scattered and distracted and uh, these cares and they just, you know, you just, you get burdened down and, and you, you, you lose sight. You lose sight of what's important. And that's where they become a problem. That's where they become a problem. But tonight, what I want to look at is these two verses that I, that I read. Is, and actually, I, just, I titled this a, a warning. Stay focused. Stay focused. That's a warning to, to stay focused. And I, and I want to look at that tonight, staying focused, because that's, that has to do with dealing with the enemy. Dealing with the enemy. How many, how many here tonight know that we have an enemy? Right. That he's real. And um, he's called the devil. A lot of people kind of poo-poo that off and, you know, the big bad devil type thing, you know, and they don't, kind of don't think there's much to that. But that's not what the Word of God says. So tonight I want to, uh, to look at that and begin... To see what it says, and I, when I thought, when I talk, talk, when I think about a warning, as this, as I looked at this, and this was is basically is a warning and instruction on what to do to handle the situation. But uh, yeah, I mentioned I was, you know, I was gone last week. Was up in North Carolina, or went up North Carolina, come back through South Carolina, and uh, you know, when you take a trip like that on ninety five, going up that way, you're going to run into some construction. Okay, now I will admit that there ain't a whole lot of it going on in South Carolina. That's the sorriest roads I ever seen in my life. Wamba, bamba, blamba, bamba, blamba, bamba, blamba. Y'all remember going down that south? Yeah, ooh wee. That was rough. But where they're doing work, they'll have a the sign to let you know and the warning that hey, you know you you need to drop your speed to forty five or fifty five, whatever it may be. May say be flashing, you know, that uh, something's happening up here that you, you need to be aware of, be watching, be, be, be focused, you know, the one to be paying attention, looking at what's going on. Maybe the, uh, the lanes are uneven lanes. You've seen them uneven, one lane's higher than the other, and you, you know, you need to know that and be aware of it. Or there's a lane shift. You ever had them old concrete things, you know, and all of a sudden it just, you're like that, you just, you know, you, you, gotta, you gotta be paying attention, you know. <clears throat> So, how many of y'all agree that probably it's, a, it's, it's, it's to your benefit to pay attention to the warning and do what it says? You know, I don't have to. I, I, I didn't have to do that. I could just say, you know, I, I just, I'm going to North Carolina and I'm going to set her on about 70 and I'm just going to let her rip. You can do that. Right? I'm just, I mean, now that's not too wise. I'm just, I'm going to ignore. I'm just going to ignore those things. And I, you know, just whatever happens, happens. I ain't, I ain't going to worry about it. That ain't, that's not good. As a matter of fact, most likely that's probably going to wind up costing you something. As a ticket, or a tore up car, or a broke neck. You know, it's going to, it's going to cost you. 
So I think it's probably just as important, especially in God's Word, when He gives us a warning that, hey, this is there. You need to be aware of this, and you need to make some adjustments. Don't just keep tearing through life like this, not, you know, let's, let's, what does God's Word say? And so I, as, we, as, I, as I think of that, I think this is probably, that's a pretty good analogy to, uh, to begin looking at what he says about the, the enemy. Very first thing here, he says, be sober. Be sober. The word, I, it, the word just actually means to abstain from wine. So, you know, sober is the opposite of being drunk, uh, drinking too much wine or too much alcohol, that sort of thing, to abstain from wine. But figure, figuratively, and this is what, what the, where I was studying and looking, it's what it said, figuratively it just means to be discreet. And I thought, discreet, I, you know, I better look at that because sometimes I, I, my, my definition don't line up with Webster sometimes. And so I, I looked at discreet. It says, showing discernment or good judgment in conduct and especially your speech. So as I look at that, it's showing discernment and good judgment. Now, how many of y'all agree that a drunk don't usually have good judgment? You know, he ain't thinking real good. How many of y'all know that for a fact? <laughs> Ain't three or four of y'all raise your hand. <sighs> so it has to be that so, the sober, and I, if you look at probably, I know the NIV and some of your others may say, it actually says be sober-minded. Some of your Bibles may say that, sober-minded. So it... <clears throat> It's from that. It's from that. It's from looking at it like that 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 your your mind, your mind, your mind needs to be good and clear. Don't need to be messed up. Don't need something else. Doesn't need to be controlling your mind. You know, I think about the the scripture where it says, "Be be filled, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit." In other words, don't let the wine be controlling you. Let the Holy Spirit be controlling. And so it's and it's your mind there that's where this is actually looking at to be. To be sober-minded, and uh, I, I looked at, uh, you see, First Peter, with this, this idea about a clear mind, in First Peter right here, the, the first chapter, uh, verse 13, let's just read that real quick, because it, it gives you, it, this is the same, it's Peter, same, he's writing the same, it's all in the same letter. He's saying, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. So you, you, you see that he's talking about here with, 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 your, with your thinking. With your thinking here, to have a good, clear mind. Gird up the loins of your mind and be sober and hope to the end. Hope to, aren't you glad that we got hope? Hope. We have hope. Hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So it says, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. So, I mean, this, just remember that right up front, that you need to have a good, you have to, a clear mind. Don't be cluttered up. To be focused, to not be something else, have control of it. So be sober, and then it says <clears throat> to be vigilant. We, now, we know that a drunk's mind he, is altered, you know, that the alcohol has altered his mind. But then it goes on to say, 
to be vigilant, which just means to, to keep awake, stay awake. You know, and as I thought about that, <clears throat> this came to my mind. When I thought about to, to stay awake and to be awake, is that it seems like in my lifetime that I have just woken up and our society and culture has changed while I was sleeping. Know what I mean? Because we got just kind of because I was asleep, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. And it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing to me now what we have and what a majority of the people have no problem with and accept. They accept that, I mean, it's okay. I mean, and, and, you know, Christian people are involved right into, in, into that. But it's amazing. And to me, it's like somehow or another we slept through this thing and it, it, we got what we got. But that's the, the idea is to, to keep awake. In Mark chapter 14, to get, just to, get, to give you some more about it, I like to go through the Bible and look where that particular word, uh, vigilant, which is to keep awake, where it's used. But in Mark 14, you'll, you'll find Jesus using it as, uh, as watch. It says Mark 14, 37 says, And he cometh, this is Jesus, and findeth them sleeping. This is in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was praying the Father, for the, the Father to, to, to deliver him from, from having to go through what he was facing. He said, He findeth them asleeping, and saith to Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldest not thou watch? One hour? Watch. Same word. Could you not watch? Could you not stay? What was... <clears throat> he said, Could you not watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter in temptation. The Spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Wow, can anybody, can anybody relate to that? That the spirit is, is indeed ready, but the flesh is weak. Man, our oh goodness gracious. If I, I struggle with this flesh. But let's back up there and look at that. Couldst thou not watch for, for one hour? And, and, and what? Let's look at what's happening there with Jesus praying and praying to the Father to, to take that cup from him. It's, it's within just a few minutes that that mob's going to show up. This is all coming down. Did you know that the disciples are just oblivious to it? They ain't got, they ain't got a crew. He's, he said, watch and pray. And, and, you'll, and if, you'll, if you'll notice, a lot of times when, when you go and you find this word here, watch, this vigil, to watch, stay awake, watch, is watch and pray. They, they kind of go together, and that's what he had told them to do in some of the other... Uh, Gospels, you know, it's to, to, to pray. Could you not pray one hour? Could you not tarry one hour? Could you watch? Stay awake. That's what it says. Just stay awake and be with me. Be, be awake. Because things are just going on around you. Wow. I mean, that, it, just, it just spoke to me. Be sober-minded. Be clear-minded. Be, look and, 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 and just don't float through life half asleep. Be deliberate in what you're doing and where you're looking and, and praying and watching. And that prayer is so important, folks. I'm telling you, with the, the being sober and vigilant, but adding that prayer with it. Because, hey, folks, there may be th- you may see things, you know, a lot of times there's things that's happening, going on, and I am, I am really, I am really bad at this, okay? This stuff, I'm just like them disciples. 
they stuff fixing just happening all around me and I ain't got no clue. All of a sudden something happens and I say, Well, where in the world did that come from? And then somebody said, Well, that was I knew I knew all about that, you know. I, said, I'm, I didn't know it. I didn't know it. To be aware. To be aware, to see, and, and, and to, to uh, be vigilant, but then to pray. Whatever, whatever that may be, that, that's, that's the main thrust of it. And it's to pray and to seek the Lord and whatever may be going on around you. For yourself, for your family, for your church, what, whatever it may be. I mean, if you're saved, you're saved for a reason. If you're part of a church, you're part of a church for a reason. If you're part of a church, you're supposed to be loving those people there at that church. And caring about them, we, we're supposed to care about one another, pray for one another, love one another. This ain't. This is not some just a just an organization or some kind of business or a company. It's not that at all. This is a church that belongs to the Lord, and it's made up of believers. That He said, y'all need to be loving one another and caring about one another. That's what. That's what. What it is, or that's to me what it seems like it is and should be. So it says, be vigilant. Watch. Watch what's going on. <clears throat> And then watch and pray lest you enter into temptation because the spirit truly is ready but the, the flesh is weak. Every one of us, every, every one of us have our problems and our weaknesses. The flesh is weak. We understand. We know that. But we have to take God's word, look at it, and look at the, the, the warnings that's here. And the, these two things that he says is be clear-minded, be clear-minded, and be awake. Be paying attention. You're paying attention to things around you. I tell you what, you, <laughs> how many of y'all pray for things that you don't even know exist? What I mean is, if you're, you're not aware of there's something, there's a problem here that needs prayer. If you're not aware of it, I get, you're not praying for it. Does that, I mean, that wasn't real deep, I don't think. But if you're not, if, if you're oblivious to it, you're, you're, not, you're, not, pray, you're not praying for it. You're not, you need to be aware of things and care, and care enough, care enough to know that what's going on around you. Not so you can talk about what's going on around you, but so you can pray for what's going on. Now, that was a good place for about half of y'all to say amen. Yeah. Not to talk about what's going on. Not to talk about what needs to be done or what's not being done or what should be done or what's being done wrong. No, no. To, no to, so that you can pray. So you can pray. Take it to the Lord. And let the Lord do it. I tell you what, when the Lord moves and does things, boy, it's just, it just seems to be so much better than when somebody else tries to do it themselves. I know it is what the it is with me. So he's saying, be sober, be vigilant. And there's a reason. I, and, I, and I put this down about... Uh, to be awake, and you know, the problem, and the problem was, Peter was laying up there asleep. They were all laying up there asleep. You know, sometimes whenever you, everything seems like the whole world's at peace, ain't nothing going on, man. We all happy and dumb, and we just laying there asleep, and it's falling apart. It was there. I mean, Jesus, Jesus saying, "Pray with me. This is tough. This is tough. I need you. Here's where I need you." I need you here. Be clear-minded and don't be asleep. You know, we talked about a drunk when we were talking about being sober. Being vigilant, we were talking about body sleep. 
Have you ever been behind somebody just kind of poking along and every now and then he's over across the yellow line and then sometimes he's about over there in the ditch and coming back like that? How many of y'all have been behind somebody like that? I don't know, it seems like that, I just find them. And Tonda says, well, if it was me, I'd get on out of the way. I'd get on out, or no, I'd just back off and just get, stay out of the way. I said, well, I'm going to try, do the best I can. I don't rather go around him or what to do. But you know you've got a problem here, and you know what it is? He's either drunk or he's asleep. Or he's texting, yeah. <laughs> true, very true. You know, either way, we may look down on a drunk that he ought to have better sense to be behind a wheel. It's just as dangerous for those that's asleep that's behind a wheel and they're sleeping. How many of y'all have ever been there? How many of y'all have ever been woke up because you've run off the road? I have, I have. Did you know it'll just wake you up just like that? Oh my, whoo! Whoo, man, that, man, man, that was good. Just especially when you hit them here. Man, I mean, it's like, oh, man, I'm wide awake. And you are for about a half a minute. And then you're right back. Kind of like you, you kind of feel like uh, you know, that sort of thing. Just not able to pay attention to what's going on, what you're doing, what's going on around you. A warning that says to be sober-minded and to stay awake. So as I, as I look at this, I still want to go here and stay in the same book and look at Peter chapter, uh, right here, chapter 4, verse 7. Chapter 4, verse 7. Because Peter has already alluded to the same thing. It's amazing a lot of times when these writers, they're right, they'll say sometimes the, the same thing and they'll, 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 they'll allude to it again. And he's, he's done that. He's already stressed the importance here of being sober-minded and vigilant. And look at, look at uh, <clears throat> 1 Peter 4, 7. And it says, but the end of all things is at, is at hand. Now, Peter made that statement. Let me just tell you that when he wrote this, things were getting hot. Rome was, it was coming down on Christians. It was fixing to heat up and persecution was right at the door, fixing to come. They felt it. They knew it. He's telling them, man, it, it, you got stuff coming here. And, you know, and how, how many understand that? You know, Satan, you have to look at the, when, he, when he's talking to us here about the, 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 the Satan behind all of these, these people. You know, we look at, we, at governments and people and all. We, we focus on them, uh, the, the, this, this ISIS group and this uh, radical Islamic people and things like that. But, but behind it all is Satan using people to do his work. And a lot of times it, Christian people will suffer. Hey, hey, I read today, I read today where a couple in Pakistan, a young couple, she was 20-something, he was in his 30, drugged both of them out of their house, beat them to death, and burned them in an incinerator because they had burned a few pages of the Koran. They were Christians. That was the problem. They were Christian people. Boy, that's persecution. That's persecution. That's Satan. You know, man, it's amazing. So I, I think about this here, and I think about when he's writing to them. There's some, there's some really, there's some big issues coming up. Hey, folks, there's a lot of bigger things that we need to focus on than a lot of times than the things that we're focused on. 
And one of them has to do with Satan himself and what he's doing and pay attention to what he's doing. And be able and to 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 that's the enemy. That's the enemy. He didn't say here, you know, that you know, because your adversary ISIS. He didn't say that. He didn't say it. He just your adversary is the devil. It's Satan. That's it. That's the adversary. That's him. Let me let me move on. I'll just, I'll just <clears throat> so let's look at First Peter chapter four, verse seven. He says, "But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, same thing, sober, and watch unto prayer." There it is. I told you when you see watch, you're going to find prayer. Watch under prayer, not watching to go correct things. Watching to pray about things. Wow! But before I leave, there I want to read verse eight. And above all things, man, he's saying, "Be sober-minded, be watching, be praying." But my, my, my. Above all things, above all things, have fervent charity or love among yourselves. Every, every church, every God-fearing church needs to hear that. Above, above all things, have fervent love among yourselves. Man, man, what a fine church that would be. Amen. Fervent love for each other. Wow. Above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity, for love, shall cover the multitude of sins. Those two verses grabbed me, and I just kept looking at <clears> them. <throat> And I thought, now, how do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what really do you mean when you talk about love shall cover a multitude of sins? Does that mean kind of like, like me and how I've done through the years with my children that I just, uh, I love them so much, I just overlook all their rotten, sorry ways. And I don't do anything about it. I just love them too. See what I'm saying? That love just kind of, Covers over sin. It is in a way. It is in a way. There's 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 that that balance that you're going to always find in God in God's word. But I run across this here from Matthew Henry, which I think he he wrote back in the 1600s, I believe. 1600. Well, I thought it was good because keep in mind we're talking about being clear-headed. And watching and paying attention in prayer because we got an enemy. Okay? Don't forget that. That's the reason we're doing it. You're doing it because we're doing it because we got an enemy. That's what he said to us. Matthew Henry says, There are, now listen to it close because the way he writes, it kind of throws you something. There are so many things amiss in all. Now, what he means there is there's a lot, there's, there's something wrong with all of us. We all got a problem. Have we heard that around Brayford Road before here in the last few months? We all have a problem. Can we all say, Amen? We all got a problem. <laughs> there are so many things amiss in all that unless, unless love covers, excuses, 
and forgives in others the mistakes and the faults for which everyone needs forbearance of others. Let's read it. Let me read it close. There are so many things amiss in all that unless love covers and excuses and forgives in others, the mistakes and the faults for which everyone needs the forbearance of others, we all need it. So you be, be right ready. Because, I mean, how, it says the multitude of sins. How many in here figures that probably, nah, you, you, may, you may have sinned today, maybe? Well, I mean, that's a pretty good little multitude right here in the house. All right. So we all need it. The mistakes and faults for which everyone needs forbearance of others. I hate to admit it because I really don't feel like I'm that bad. But I guess y'all have to forbear with me. You say, well, yeah, well, sure we do. But like you know that right off. We have to understand. We give that forgiveness of those sins that are in others. Because we need their forgiveness of those sins that are in us. Those faults that we have. God didn't establish me to be the ruler here. He didn't put me here to make everything, keep everybody in line. Amen? Right. He put me here and said, what I want you to do is I want you to love people. I want there to be love among you. That's God's way. Truly. So he says, and I ain't through with it, the mistakes and faults for which everyone needs forbearance of others, then it says, Satan will prevail to stir up divisions and discord. You got an enemy. You got an enemy. Rayford Road Church has an enemy. He'll do whatever. So he says, pay attention to him. He will mess you up. That's a warning. Slow down and look. Pay attention. Be sober-minded. Be vigilant because you have an enemy. Wow. That... That, to me, is good. That's good. Be sober and watch and pray and have fervent love among yourselves. That's what it needs to be. That's what it needs to be. For it covers a multitude of sins, and every one of us has got sins that we need to be forgiven of by those around us. Yeah. Good. Good. So I, I just, I, I, that spoke to me today. Let's move on. Why? When it talks about to be sober and be vigilant. Why is it? Because you have an adversary. You've got an adversary. You've got somebody that is opposed to you. He is an opponent. He will try to take you down. He will try to beat you. Think think just like that. You You have he's there. It ain't a fairy tale. God's word says it's there. His name is, he identifies him. Says the devil. For because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, <clears throat> walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Put in the, he identified him, he identified him as the devil. The Bible says it's the devil, that's who it is, it's him. The same one, same one that was in the beginning there in the in garden. The one that, brought, that has brought the sin into this world. And the liar that he was, that he lied to him, 
And then whenever, <laughs> whenever they followed his lie, then he, be turned, he became their accuser. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wow. So he, it's him. It says he walks about. The word means to tread all around. Try to get the image. I mean, when he's talking about, it, he's he's giving us an image here of a lion. Have you ever? I mean, have you ever seen a lion and he's walking around looking? They're trying to find something. They want to. They want to get whatever it is they're after. They they look for it. They stalk it. They move around. They're, they don't just lay there. They're they're busy. He says walking about, looking. He's looking. He's looking for where what he can. Satan's looking for where he can do something. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? He's looking. And then, you know what? He's real good at spotting where he can. Oh, I can work right there. I ain't pointing at you, Red. I can work. I can do everything. See, he's looking. <clears throat> Walking about, treading all around, looking. For whom he made a vow. See, we have, we, that's amazing. We have an adversary. We have an enemy. His name is the devil. He's looking for an opportunity to attack. We have an opponent that will attack. Now, we, now I, I understand that we know. We, the Bible tells us that Satan was defeated. He was defeated on the cross. I mean, when Jesus, when he died... He overcome what Satan did. He overcome the death that was there, the sin that was there. All that, the blood took care of that. I don't have to worry about that. But the, what I'm reading to you right now is for those that hadn't made it to heaven yet, you're still in this sin-cursed world as a born-again believer of Jesus Christ. But you, he told that those people, you've got an enemy. You better pay attention. He will take you down. He will destroy you. He will destroy your family. He does. You have an opponent. And he's good. That's what he tells you. That's what, you know, I don't know about y'all. It's a warning to stay focused on what's going on and, and him especially. Him especially. So the opponent attacks, but it also says, and seeking whom he may devour. The word devour, I think, it, it was strange. It, it meant to just swallow up, to gulp, to swallow it up. That's kind of. That's, that's, that's what a, a lion would do, is just to, to, to consume it all, to pray, to take it. He, just, he, wants, to, he wants to consume you. He wants to devour you. <clears throat> so look, that devour, he, he wants to, to, to totally consume you. Man, doesn't that, doesn't that fit so good for people that have found, that they, they find themselves in bondage to Satan, pointing out, they're consumed. Don't seem to be no way out. Wow. That's what he, that's what, that's what he wants. That's what he wants. He wants to consume you. Little by little, whatever it takes, till he can walk you down. It can be alcohol, be drugs, pornography, whatever it is. You know, it's your, our, own, our own selves, our own weaknesses. Things like a, a, a approval, that having to have a, a approval of people. You know, man, it, it's, it's what, what, what is people going to think about me? That's, that's, the most, that's priority number one. I don't want to do anything to mess that up. And be consumed with that. 
is to consume. He wants to consume. So he tells us, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. I mean, it, uh, that's so simple. Reads so easy. He's telling every one of you that, telling me that. You have, there's a devil that would really try to devour you here in this life. Your, doesn't want your children saved. Doesn't want your children saved. Will do his best. But see, folks, and now listen, let's go to the next part because I'm going to close out here quickly. The next part says, well, what, you know, what, what, what does he tell you to do? He says, who resist him? You have to resist. I mean, if a, <clears throat> a man's come breaking in your house at night, coming, I mean, you're going to sit there and say, hey, you know, you, you really ought not to come in here. You're going to, no, you're probably going to try to, you're going to resist him. You're going to stand up to him. In other words, exactly what it means to stand against. You're going to meet it. You're going to confront it. You're going to confront it. So you have to confront him. You have to confront him. And you can confront him. He says, resist. Whom resist? And how? Said we can, and I just put down here, here's the deal. When we know this, and, and we, we realize it, you know, that Satan's there. He is, he, he is who, who the Word said he is. It's just like the warning that I said that we're given. The warning. The to ignore it would be just like me saying, I'm, I'm going to ignore those signs. And I'm going to run through this any mile now. Now, do you want to ignore this? No, you do. It didn't say ignore it. It didn't say ignore him. Don't pay no attention to him. You ain't got to, I defeated him. You ain't got to worry about it. Don't, just ignore him. But it didn't say that. It's telling God's people to pay attention, real close attention, and to resist him, stand up to him. How do you do that? How do you do that? You don't ignore it. Stand up to it. How do you do it? He says, whom resist how? Steadfast or firm in the faith. It's, it's with the faith. See, that's the, that's the reason God's word is so important, to know God's word. That's how you stand up to him with God's word. Satan, hey, I stand on God's word. I'm trusting and believing that I am pouring out prayers for my children and I'm telling you, I'm standing on a promise you can't have them. To, 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 to know God's word, to know what it says. That, that he can come against you and say, well, I, yeah, you know who you are. You know what's going on. You know what you've done. Yeah, you know, when I think about that old thing, when, it, when Satan reminds you of your past, just remind him of his future. Remind him of your, his future. Because you know where he's, you know what God's word says. But though, even though I know his future and I know where he will wind up, God's word has instructed me as a child of God, Eddie, you better pay attention to him. You better be sober-minded. You better watch out because you have an adversary and you need to resist him. You need to stand up to him. You know why I need... So he's telling me, it's coming. You resist him. You stand up to him. And you do it in the faith. For Second Corinthians... No, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Watch ye. <clears throat> says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. There you have that same word, watch ye, that vigilant. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong, let all things be done with charity. My, my, my. 
Sounds like pretty good stuff to me. Wow, Eddie, what? Just, just get after it, Eddie. Folks, I tell you what, I, I, I believe I preach to Eddie more than anything else. I preach to me. Whew. Wow. Firm in the faith, and then uh, 2, Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 simply says, we walk by faith and not by sight. It's faith. You, you, there, it's, there's a supernatural fight. I don't see the Satan. I don't see him, but I see his result. I know he's behind that stuff. I know he uses people. He's the prince and power of the, 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 the powers in the air, things of this nature. He, 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 he influences, he uses, uses people. And then 1 John, I love 1 John 5, 4 and 5. It says, for whatsoever, Tony, you can come up. For whatsoever is born of God. Listen, whatsoever is born of God. Anybody here born of God? Amen. Amen. Born of God. God did it all. God did it all. I was thinking, well, I, I probably can't go there. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Who's the prince of this, of this world? This is Satan, the prince of this world. And I'm in it. I thank the Lord for the grace of God, His power and protection. But I thank Him for His Word that tells me, tells me what I need to do. <clears throat> for this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. His faith in Jesus Christ, what He's done. I know where it's headed. I know where it's going. I don't know. I don't know that myself or my grandchildren may one day be those, that couple that was drug out and beat to death and burned in and etc. I got no idea because they're Christian. I, I, I don't know where no. But I do know that God is God. And He is in control. And it, folks, it ain't going to be this way forever. Because I have faith in this word right here. It all started right here when He said, Who, who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? That's where it starts. That's where it starts. That's the, that's the step. Do you believe Jesus is who He said He was? Do you believe He was God in the flesh? Do you believe that what He did brought salvation? Do you believe that salvation is of the Lord? Yes, I do. I bought that hook, line, and sinker. I, that's it. I'm not worried about where I'm going or how I'm going to get there. I know how I'm going and I know how I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there on the coattails of Jesus. Amen? That I know. That I know. And, I, and, and just knowing that, Though I know it ain't going to always be this way. But I also know that I have a responsibility that I live here as long as I'm here to let this be the guide. To teach me for my own good. For my own good. So that I ain't just plowing through life doing what I want to and let high go with the hair and I, you know. No. There's things you need to be careful about. Sober-minded, clear-minded, watching with prayer, because we have an enemy who would love to destroy us. He will, and he tries. If he gets the opportunity, stand fast, stand firm in the faith, knowing that he's defeated in a matter of time. I know where he's going. I know where I'm going. 
It's all because of Jesus' work. It's a wonderful, wonderful story. Wonderful story. But we still have to live our we still have to live our life. We still have to live our life. And believers will answer at the judgment seat of Christ on what they did. That's a fact. Wow. Let's stand. Father God, I pray right now. I just thank you for your word. Wow. Mm. <clears throat> so thank them, but we can stand on your word. Thank you for the warnings that you let us know. We have to stop and look. And I have our eyes closed. Look around us. Look at ourselves. Wow. Thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll just touch our hearts right now. We open up the altar. We just seek your face. Touch a heart that may be standing here that's never received Jesus. Best thing you can do for yourself and your loved ones is to reach out and call on Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your, your grace and mercy. We give you praise in Jesus' name.